And we're back for another round of No Cap with your host, Double S. How are you, mate? Fantastic. Uh, Oracle, what's going on? Not much, Double S, not much. I had a busy week last week. A lot, a, a lot of people to see, a lot of people to chat up. A lot of people to congratulate. To shut up or chat up? Chat up. Oh, chat up. And yeah, shut up as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I chatted them up and shut them up as well. Yeah, you just run through the world of rugby league, don't you, every week? Yeah. I go through journalists, coaches, referees, and you're not players. Stalk- and you're not stalking them. It's just you bump into all of them. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a, just a, a by accident. You're just a man of the people. Yeah, wild week. Footy, wild week. Uh, referees back in the spotlight. We might talk about that. Even uh, Des Hassel is back in the spotlight. Well, Des Hassel always talks shit about the rest, but that's it's not a shock. That's not a new thing. Like, he should have cop a fine. Every coach has... It's their job. Every coach's job in their press conference, if they lose or win, is to talk shit about the referees. Look, all Ricky Stewart does it. Gus does it. Everybody does it. Look, all I know is Des loves his money, so he knew what he was going to cop. So, yeah, it, it was... It better be worth it. You know what I mean? Him no, going at the refs, you know, he's... No, he's made peace covered. with the money. He made peace with... He's going to lose money. Merely so. <laughs> is paying that bill. Probably. He's got a nice house to pay off in the Northern Beaches. Can't afford to get any fines. Anyway, let's get to your week. What was it great to see this week? Or who was it great to see this week? It, more like it was who. I got to go out to Penrith on the Thursday... That's right. Your magic touch, still working. Still working. So I got to treat four players. They're just giving you more players every week. Yeah, more players every week. You, my must, first be doing, you must be doing something right. My first players become a two-week regular, which is the Little Fish, Jermaine Salmon. Best mates. Liam Martin, Kurt Falls, and my reserve grade mate, Chris Smith, who remembered me from last year. What a this sick one. What a legend. And one of your competitors this week has been waiting for their two boxes of wine all week and they were so happy to see me. One second, They're my th- competitor. Yeah. Former Triple M host and currently Fox League 360 panellist, Mr. PK Paul Kent. I'm sure he'll be glad if he hears this day that <laughs> you're talking about it. Yeah, he was waiting five days for two boxes of wine. Jesus Christ. I, From, hope, I hope the Telegraph or someone don't get a hold of this. From Calabria, Griffith Winery. All right. Let's, uh, not, let's not reveal his address or anything like that. But, yeah, you saw poor Kent. Yeah. Oh, uh, we well. had a pretty good chat about what I do for work in the massage sport world. And we had a little chat about my favorite club, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, I chatted him up and chatted him up as well. You might be his next source. Uh, I hope so. He might be bloody calling you every week. Let's not just for some wines, for some goss. Let's hope so. What do you mean, let's hope so? You're going to leave us? Um, no, no, I won't leave you. I'll work... Uh, you better give him the wrong goss. Yeah. You leave uh, the good uh, goss uh, here, I'll mate. I'll work, work the double-end sword. That's it. Double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. <laughs> Plus, on Friday, it was great to go in and congratulate my best mate and my former boss, Mr. Mick Potter, on the brand new job. You, did you walk straight into the dressing room of Canterbury? I, I walked straight in, got eyed out by every person sitting wait, wait, standing wait, wait, at wait, the wait. door. Wait, wait, wait. I looked like a lost puppy walking into that dressing room. One second. Did you walk in before the game or after the game? Uh, does it really matter? <laughs> did you walk in before the game or after the game? After the game. 
of course they're gonna look at you like, what the fuck's this guy doing? We just got slapped, and this bloke's just walking straight through. I, I did a three sixty. Were, so t- were you in Tiger's gear as well? No, no, oh. I don't wear Tiger's gear. Uh, how was Pot? I obviously he lost. Walked um, in after the game. Uh, he was good. He was content with uh, the job that was done. He only had less than a day and a half with the team. Some journalists thought that he was there for about a month. I don't know. He didn't reveal which journalist thought that I was there for a month. But some journalist goes, haven't you been here for about a month? Jesus Christ. See what I mean? Like, journo's got no clue. All that shit that you guys listen to out there on the radio, on TV and all that, they're all making up rubbish. This is the real guys here, brother. The Oracle. He's been there for literally a day and a half. That's it. Uncle Gus drove all the way from Cronulla and Belmore to Ostomy to offer him the job. Well, he said that in his press conference. So I'm not going to berate you about that. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's far out, man. Uh, that's the show. Oh, there's oh, more. Shit. After congratulating oh, shit. Um, there's Gus, more. after congratulating Gus, I was meant to. You can well, well, congratulated Gus or Potts. Uh, congratulated Potts. Yeah. I was meant to be with Tigers during their recovery for two hours. I was only there for half an hour treating James Tarmow for about a good like forty minutes. Jesus Christ! Just walk into any fucking dressing room in Sydney. Yeah. Anything. It's just, you just waltz yeah, well, in. When you're carrying a massage table, they let you go anyway. No one stops you. No. That's the key, ladies and gentlemen. Massage table. Oracle, fantastic. What a week. It was a very, very busy week. Just quickly, moving on, about the referees. They're losing the plot, man. Like, they are losing the plot. I do not blame any coaches right now. Like, we just talked about Des having a laugh about him, but I don't blame <laughs> it. I don't blame anyone for going off at the refs. They actually got no clue anymore. It's a joke. Well, the rules are apparently not black and white anymore. There, there's a lot of grey area. No, but the, the the thing I found out this week that was like just this is ridiculous is they got someone talking to them nearly every minute of the game as they ref. How are they supposed to concentrate on the game? So we had two refs on the field. Now we've got one, and that one has two linesmen on each side of the field. That's happened for a hundred years. I'm talking about there's someone in his ear, the actual ref, as he refs the game, telling him how to ref the game. I feel bad for... I'm not going at the refs here. I'm, I feel bad for the refs. Who's their current boss? Graham Adnersley? I think so, yeah. Fuck, he needs to take a look in the mirror of the fact. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, the point is, I feel bad for the refs because they're not being able to let the game flow as they see it. No, right? they They're can't. being told every two seconds to call something or say something or take something up or it's ridiculous and then the second thing that pissed me off is you know how graham annesley does the reviews every week yeah what's the point they don't take any blame for it they have the audacity to actually sit journos or whoever and critique a play that was obviously the wrong call and try and make up a solution or, or try justify that they made the right call technically it's a joke it's actually a joke it's back on them they're the ones who put these refs in those positions they have got to let the refs, they've got to get out of the ears first and let them dictate the game because that's the only way they're going to get better as refs. You do not get better. Imagine like a player, like a halfback, got someone in his ear every two seconds and like, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that. It might help, but not every second. That you lose Imagine a Cameron Munster had a Craig Bellamy in his ear every two seconds. Oh, Jesus Call. Christ. <laughs> nah, nah, man. He wouldn't have... He'd be deaf. He'd be deaf 2019. That's, that's, come on, man. That's, oh, that would be hilarious. That'd be funny. Do the refs have their own preseason where they go through the rules and the plays and instructions? They're being overcoached. They're over-refing. Bunker's a joke. The bunker, don't get me started with the bunker, like... That's got to take a whole step back, honestly, and go back to the old way. 
All right. If they need, if they need to be used, go to them. If they don't need to be used, do you reckon they? Do you reckon they're overusing them to to make more money off KFC with the, the ads? Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Probably, it probably has to do with that. It probably has to do with they spent how much million millions on it. You know what I mean? They have to use it. So the whole thing's a joke to me. The whole thing is a joke. So Luke Patton isn't uh, involved in the refing anymore. Fuck Luke Patton. He's been gone for how many years? He's still worried about Luke Patton. Like last year, we had two refs either retire or resign. Each year, we're going to see the same just because people in the media are abusing them for the way that they ref, which isn't their fault. Yeah, but the good refs are going. And if you talk to the refs, and I think a journo t- talked to a ref last week or the week before, he goes, he's so happy not refing anymore. And that's sad because... I'm guessing it's the Tigers' um, strength and conditioning coach. Um, what's his name? His wife refs now. Gavin Badger. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who it was. But a lot of good refs are going. And then a lot of these young refs coming through that are getting overcoached and being made to over-ref, they're copping the brunt of it. It's bullshit. It's honestly, it's a shit go for them. It's a shit go for our game. Our game is becoming rubbish. I mean, if the referee situation isn't fixed, our game will become a joke. Why can't you ref the game like you ref Origin? Why? Why is it just special for Origin? Makes no sense to me. Why can't you have that same instruction in origin as and, and put it into play, put it into practice in the NRL? They've got to think. They've got to overhaul. They've got to rethink the whole refereeing game. Anyway, that's my rant. A good thing this week mm-hmm. coming up. Sunday, they announced the first origin team. Well, before that, we're going to predict game one for New South Wales. Yes. Obviously, yeah. New South Wales have had an injury crisis, we've been saying. Then again, how much depth does New South Wales have? A lot. We've mentioned that a thousand times. But still, it, it's interesting to, to see which way they go. The main positions that are up for grabs are the centre spots. Yeah, We predicted, hey, Tom might not make it. And we didn't think he'd be out for the season. But both centre positions, Latrell and Tom, big outs. And obviously the big question is who goes in. Oracle, you've got a game one squad ready to go? Yes, of course I do. All right, run uh, through it. So my New South Wales prediction for 1 to 17 and a, an extra spot, which is Teddy at fullback, which is number one. Brian To'o at number two. Stephen Crichton at number three. Four is controversial, which I've put Matt Burden. Five is Josh Adokar. Six is the Penrith half, Jerome Luai. Seven, also from the Panthers, Nathan Cleary. Eight is Junior Polo. Usually, I'll go with the same hooker as last year, but this year I'm making a change with number nine being Api Carousel. Number 10, Payne Haas. Number 11, Angus Crichton from the Sydney Roosters. 12, Cameron Murray. And the link to the halves at lock, Isaiah Yo. Bench will be Hines, Liam Martin, RCG and 17 is the young junior from the West Tigers, Stefano Ukumanu. And my number 18 spot is biased to Ryan Madison. You have to say he's biased. He's been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Interesting team there, Oracle. I agree with the back line except for Burden. Um, I know Gus mentioned Burden in his podcast this week. And. Fair, fair points. You know, he's centre of the year. He has a good connection with the Penrith boys. It's not like it's disappeared all of a sudden. 
But, you know, look, as a Bulldogs fan, I, I wouldn't want him to play Origin at a different position than he's playing number six. They uh, used to do that back in the 90s. Yeah, with, um, true. You're talking about Laurie and Brad Fittler. Yeah, that one. Laurie and Brad Fittler used to do that. Yeah, 100%. And plus, our former centre pairing are fullbacks. Latrell yes. and Tom Trebojevic. I don't know. I just feel like I'd rather see Crichton and Staggs have a crack. I really want to see Katani Staggs have a crack there. I wouldn't mind that. Look, you can't go wrong with either. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, Burden shouldn't play at all." What happens if he experiences Origin and comes back to play better football for Canterbury? Yeah, but you're already losing at our car as well there, and we don't really have much in the tank at the moment at the Bulldogs. Well, so we, we need every trooper we can get. We never had much in the tank to start off with. Ah, wouldn't say that. The halves can't complain. The front rowers. Same, Paulo Haas, you can't go past him. Up you at number nine, I agree. You know, what else does he have to prove? He versed Rabbitohs, he outplayed Cook there, and on the weekend, there's no bigger game than the Storm. Sure, Storm had Pappenhausen out and Hughes out. So what? Munster and Grant was there. The game was won in the ruck, and who outplayed who? Up he outplayed Harry Grant, the current number nine for Queensland. Plus, he's got the connection with Yo, with the halves. You actually can't go wrong. Like, Api Coruscant can't do more than what he's done so far this year. He should be playing. He should be starting hooker for New South Wales. But probably won't be picked there. He might get a bench spot. Over Nico Hines. Maybe. Because he deserves a spot in the team. What else does he have to do? Tell me, what, is, what else does he have to do? He can't do much more than that. Yeah. Outplay his opponent in the number nine jersey for New South Wales and outplay the Queensland number nine. What else can he do? Nothing. Nothing. So, I agree with you there. Murray, yeah, Cameron Murray's making a return for Origin. He was ruled out initially, but apparently he'll be ready to go. I've got Liam Martin starting with him in the second row. Yeah. I've got Crichton on the bench. Um, did you forget Jake Trebojevic or something? Do you think he's playing good for his brother? It's not the point. Well, like, what has he done wrong in Origin? Nothing. I think he deserves a spot. I know maybe his, his form for Manly is not great, but... You can't deny what he brings to the New South Wales squad. He's, um, he's killed it the last four years for Would them. you pick Jake if Tom's not there? Yeah, of course. He's been picked before without Tom. Fair enough. Do you think there's like a telepathic uh, connection that he only plays good if his brother's there? Yeah. Fair enough. I've got Colin Matangi taking that last uh, bench spot. For me, Colin Matangi, yeah, South's not doing great, but he's been playing pretty well. And he covers a multiple range of positions. You can put him at lock. You can put him at second row. You can put him in the front row. Do you know who I would like to see if Burden doesn't get picked and he doesn't feel like Stag deserves a spot? I'd like to see the Shark Centre Talakai get given a go. Shit, I forgot about Talakai, eh? Talakai is my 18th man. (laughs) 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 He's my 18th man. I completely forgot. But you know what? Talakai, if he finds a bench spot, I'd love to see him there as well. Because, again, he covers multiple positions, not only in the... In centres, the, but in the forwards, in too. In the forwards, so, you He's know... He's a big body. Yeah, 100%. You can't go wrong, honestly. You can pick anyone for New South Wales. If they're quality players, they're going to be G'd up, especially if debutants get a crack. They're not going to let you down. That's why I um, kind of put Stefano... Uh, I, think St- I think Stefano is a bit... He'll be there eventually. I think he's just a few, few years... He's been injured too this yeah. year. Just give him a year or two. Maybe he'll get. He'll force his way in. He's been in the system too, so he's a great player. When he's full strength, he's a great player. Yeah, I, I think they'll get the job done against uh, Queensland. We'll discuss when they get announced next week. Anyway, easy. All right.
we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and preview round 12. Easy. All right, we're back. Uh, round 12, NRL. And uh, um, it's Indigenous round. That's right. Obviously, a great round to... Celebrate the great culture of the... Indigenous the, people. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's an awesome concept. And it's great to see the, the teams always get around it with the jerseys especially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nah, can't wait for this one. You know, everyone's going to be up for it. Uh, first game, Thursday at Amy Park. It's Melbourne versus Seagulls. Storm, interesting. They're coming off two losses. Two massive losses. Massive losses. And one of them is to the Cowboys last week who kept them to a very single margin. Well, I tipped it. It won't come up on the podcast, but I tipped the Cowboys. Yeah, you I've did. Got, I, I've got the tipping comp to prove it. Yeah. Did you Can pick them? No, I didn't. Should have picked them. But yeah, and Manly, obviously, losing Tom. That's a massive, massive loss. Last week against Parramatta. Yeah. They, they were leading the score 20-0. Well, 20 to 6. Yeah. To the last 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. A lot of things went didn't go their way in the last 15 minutes. Obviously, that's the big out for them. Uh, Tom Trebojevic out for the season. So, massive loss not only for Manly, but also for New South Wales. Big out today as well for Melbourne. Harry Grant's out. Who fills his spot in the Melbourne side? Tyrone Wuchart? Brandon Smith, mate. The cheese. So he won't be playing 10. No, he's starting hooker. Is Nas back? Nelson Asafalama. Who? <laughs> 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 Say Nas. Nas. That were really poor last week, but Jerome Hughes obviously big in for them. Uh, he was sorely missed last week. So no more Cooper Johns. Probably thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> who wins, man? Big I got game. Mel- I got Melbourne to bounce back at home by a big margin. If, I don't know about a big margin, but I, I think yeah, uh, Melbourne uh, should uh, be. Too strong. Uh, I got Cameron Munster annihilating his um, Queensland half daily Terry Evans. I hope they annihilate each other. I hope they injure each other for all I care. Second game. Uh, and and this is the game of the round. God help, God help me. God help me. This is a Friday 6 o'clock game and it's a top four clash. It's unbelievable. It's first versus third if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. Jesus. Anyway, yeah. Can't they um, change it, make Brisbane Titans 6 o'clock and make the, the important game 8 o'clock? Brisbane Titans should be at midday Friday. Uh, Panthers-Cowboys, both teams flying. Absolutely flying, mate. Panthers can't be stopped. Cowboys running amok on everyone. They've beat Parramatta. They've beat Melbourne. Who else have they beat that's in the top eight? You're, you're going on a big rant, mate. You've got to finish those rants sometimes. I can't well, help stop you. Stop it there. can't help you there. But, but yeah. Townsend is looking like the boy of the year. So is coach Todd Payton. Obviously, just quickly on the outs, uh, I'm pretty sure Penrith's unchanged. Big outs for the Cowboys. You don't think so. Jason Taumalolo and Cole Felt. A big stat for the Cowboys, though. They haven't played in Sydney for 14 months. So they've had a pretty good draw. Up to now. But, hey, fair play to them. They've made the most of it. Yeah, you know they've set themselves up for a, an, a top eight finish at the very least. And this is a, a comeback to Sydney for Mister Chad Townsend. That's right. Who wins this one? Look, I'm not going to put it past my boys, the Penny Panthers, but it should be a tight one. So who are you picking? Penrith Panthers. Yeah, I'm going Panthers. They should be too good at home. Yeah, I want to give my best wishes to the Penrith Panthers coach uh, Ivan Cleary. Hopefully, he's got a speed recovery from his knee injury. Is he a personal friend? Um, he could be. 
Jeez. Friday. The sun is. Yeah. Stop her. Stop. Stop the uh, story right there. Say if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know the rules. Don't talk. All right. Relax. Broncos Titans after that at eight <laughs> o'clock at Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane. No changes after their big win last week. For the Titans, Brian Kelly replaces Philip Sami. And David Fafita is on the extended bench, so he might be a chance. Um, Brisbane's going to be too good, right? Yep. All right, moving on. Super Saturday, Warriors versus Knights. Warriors, so disappointing last week. Adafidor Blake uh, is out for them. The Knights, even worse last week. There were some some promising moments, but they're just absolute rubbish in the end from the Knights. Yep. they got to find something. Both teams got to find something here for them. Adam Clune and Bradman Best are out. Bradman Best is due to be out for the rest of the year. As well? Yeah. The, or not the year, but um, the Obe injury is a serious one and it's six to eight weeks. So that's if he doesn't... Sorry, I'm just, sorry I'm just counting. And that's sorry, if I'm just counting still. So he'll be back around 20. So that's not 22. the end of the year. So that isn't the end of the year. Yeah. Come on, mate. Stop ruling people out for the year, man. Um, Who fills in Adam Clune's spot? Jay Clifford's back. Chanel Harris-Tavita actually is also back. And he's announced he's retiring after this year. Not retiring, resigning. He's retiring for a year. When have you ever heard of a 23-year-old take up retiring to do travelling and writing? I I don't blame him. I'd retire until Nathan Brown left the club. Um, Who wins this one? Well, I got the Warriors. They do sincerely need a win for themselves, their coach, and their people. Yeah, I think the Knights are winning. Um, Sean Johnson should do some very some deep soul search. I hope not because I picked the Knights. Uh, next game, Rabbitohs Tigers. Second game of Super Saturday. I got West Tigers winning by nine. Okay, we'll just go straight to it. Um, I've got I've got the Rabbitohs. Cameron Murray will make a late return there. And Cameron Murray is the key to them winning. Moving on. Sharks-Roosters. Last game, Super Saturday there from Points Bet Stadium. Sharks won last week. Will Kennedy's back. Even though, impressive debut there for Lachlan Miller last week. I hope he gets the bench spot. He gets the 18th man. Fair enough. That's a good call. Talakai picked up an ankle injury, but he should be good to play. And for the Roosters, Tupanua comes back from a head knock. And uh, Terrell May retains his spot there. It's a big match. Craig Fitzgibbon against his old team. First time. I reckon um, Fitz will get the win with bragging rights. He is due for a little bit of bragging rights. I'm going to go Roosters. You have to go Roosters. Shut up. Sunday afternoon from Belmore. Fuck, I didn't even know. You want to go? Um, oh, yeah. Well, fuck, i got a game. I forgot. Yeah. Don't you have a game at Moor Park? Moor Bank? Belmore. I thought the game was at 4 o'clock. I actually wanted to go. No, no, your your A grade game is a lot more important than the Belmont game. I don't coach A grade, man. Reserve grade. Uh, shut up. Um, Bulldogs Dragons from Belmont Sunday afternoon, two p.m. I'm gonna go with Bulldogs because it's um Potts' first game back at Belmont in his favorite colours. There's not much to say anyway in this game. Yeah, I'm just gonna go for the Bulldogs because uh, sack the Dragons. Why not? Bias pick. Can I have a bias pick? You can. And last game of the round, Raiders-Eels from GIO Stadium. Another big clash. The Raiders, they found form. Who played them back into form? Fucking Bulldogs. 
Chance Nickel Clockstad is out, and Xavier Savage goes to fullback. Can't wait to see that. For the Eels, Wanga Blake comes back, and Marcus Sevo's on the reserve. So who should be playing, I reckon? He will. And don't forget, the king of Parramatta, not the, the king king, but the king, uh, Mr. Marate Nakore joins the bench. <laughs> Because I got um, told off by um, Uncle Ryan on the weekend for not going and treating him on Thursday. So you got the magic touch, you know, you're wanted by everyone. You can't yes. be at 50 places at once, that's the problem. No, you can't. Who wins this one? It's in Canberra. Canberra's usually hard to beat in Canberra, but due to the new fullback that Canberra have, I'm going to go with Parramatta in the, the capital city. They got lucky last week, Parramatta. I wasn't convinced, I'll be honest with you. Getting the win over a Sinbin in the last 10 minutes. I'm going to go Raiders. I believe in them. I believe in Ricky. It'll be a one-point victory. Who do you have kicking the field goal? Jamal Fogarty in his return. Like that one? Yeah, told you allowed to put money on it. That's the games, and we've come to the end of the show. Uh, what did we learn today, uh, Oracle? Um, To meet as many people as possible. That... A lot of people can be centers. That Bulldogs can play people back into form. That a new coach doesn't change anything. Um, that Gus is always right. Fair enough. That's what we've learned today, uh, boys and girls. All right, that's it. Thanks, Oracle. Been a pleasure. No problem. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, enjoy the footy. Take care and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you next week.